1: Uh, today we have Tim Delaney with us. Uh, he is the head football coach at South Park High School in Buffalo, New York. Coach, how are you doing?
0: Great, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, thanks for coming on, Coach. Um, how, how's everything in your neck of the woods?
0: Uh, we're just uh, just going day by day here, trying to trying to handle quarantine and COVID life, and uh, trying to get back to football. Okay. Um, and,
1: and you? Yeah, I mean, you've been at South Park for a while now. We talked a little about that off camera. Uh, before we started, um, but I, I think, and even talking to you before we started, like, it's an interesting little development from how you guys essentially went from a small, like, three-person staff that pretty much wasn't allowed to play for state championships to um, have winning a state championship, winning a sectional, um, and kind of the growth of your program. Um, so you want to talk about that a little bit, kind of what that process looked like and how, and
0: you don't have to go like all the way into it, but how you got
1: from there to where you are today.
0: Sure. Uh, I'll give the super quick background. Just Buffalo, New York had been in, uh, had been in their own league. The, the city of Buffalo schools had been in their own league for over a hundred years and played its championship game on Thanksgiving day. Which was a big, which was a big to do, and it was especially a big to do 40, 50 years ago. A lot of the old timers did, really did not want to see the league disband and, and us play out in the section and for state championships. But our superintendent at the time made that move, and you know there was some growing, there were some growing pains uh, within this within the district as far as football went. And we went from having, um, I think we had nine programs at the time, and now we have five. We have some merged schools, but there was no JV. We only had one head coach and one paid assistant you know we had to do some things in order to get our programs to a competitive level out in the section and playing against suburban schools um you know so some of the things that we you know we instituted that everybody was already doing around the country you know having a 12-month program all the all the weight strength and conditioning and, and spending time in the weight room and then doing uh individual workouts and team camps and thud camps and all those things, you know, we slowly instituted as we went along. And, you know, we got the right kids out and some kids, uh, you know, throughout the city saw that we were doing the right things and started, you know, started attending our school from, you know, coming out of eighth grade into ninth grade. Cause we have, we have kids have some choice in where they can go to school. And uh, we got some good kids and, you know, we assembled a, a coaching staff that, you know bought into all those things and got the kids to buy in and you know we, we ended up uh, starting to win some games and won some division championships and and, and then just kind of took off from there.
1: Now I, I mean you did mention another thing and I know you've written an article on it a little bit but do you want to talk about the importance of hiring a good staff? I mean I think I've been an assistant now oh god what, 10 years um, and, and that's kind of one thing I've talked to head coaches I've worked for and um noticed is, is is that I mean hiring that name hiring that person as the head coach is great but if they can't surround themselves with good people good quality coaches it's kind of, it's kind of difficult
0: yeah I mean here it took some time uh no, uh no doubt um I wasn't I didn't even get to hire my first assistant he just he was given to me that that was our assist, that was my assistant coach for the first couple years um he's no longer with us he he moved on we ended up you know I ended up just kind of weaving through finding a guy in a building for a short time. Like I've, I am the only coach that works in our school. None of my other coaches uh, work in our school. Um, Not by design. I'd love to have another guy in the building. It just kind of just happened that way. Not a lot of football guys in our school, I guess. Um, But finding the guys who have the same vision. I mean, that's really the, that's really what it boils down to. That care about kids, that care about football. And in the end, those two things are going to be what, you know, make you successful doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win a division or a section or a state championship, but having that buy-in with the adults who turn around and care about the kids. Um, you know, we're, a, we're in, in an urban setting. Uh, we our, our school is 95% free and reduced lunch. Our kids, you know, don't have all the advantages uh, often. So it's important for them to know how much uh, you know, our, our program cares about them. You know, we try to go, you know the extra mile and, and do a bunch of different things to show them that you know if they do the right things here you know that it will benefit them down the line you know whether it's football related or not but just in general in life so um you know as far as the staff goes you know it's finding the people that you know believe in the same things that you believe because in the end yeah you might be really really good at x's and o's and you can dial up a blitz on the right down but if you you know walk out of there right after practice and don't talk to the kid and and you know if you don't jive with our guys then you know some of that stuff just doesn't really matter uh you know so i think that that's you know and, and you got to get lucky as, as a head coach you got to come across those guys that that you end up working with you know that you end up working well with uh right now our staff's been together I'm going to go back uh, seven, eight years. uh, We pretty much had the same staff. We might have a volunteer here or there that that pops in and out. But, you know, we've had the same guys now for seven or eight years. And that's important. You know, all the continuity of verbiage and language. Like I always say, like, we don't really install anymore. You know, we install on the the lower, on the JV level. But by the time the kids come up to varsity, the kids are teaching our younger kids. um, You know, we're just going. And, and and that makes a huge difference when you're talking football.
1: Okay, no, I get that. And um, how, I mean, how, I mean, obviously nobody's really changed seven eight years. Um, but when when you do get that new guy, or if you have to plan for that new guy, how do you teach him your culture, offense, defense, and stuff you need to teach them?
0: Good question. We had, we had to hire a new guy this year when our JV coach um, stepped down. He he retired from teaching, so um, one of our JV assistants will take that job. And we had to hire a new guy. So unfortunately, we haven't had an opportunity to even be on the field because all that stuff happened mid to late summer, and we, we haven't even been able to be with our kids yet. But it's um, you know I had a, I had known the the coach a little bit, so I I had the feeling that things w- things will go the right way. Coach basketball in the city. Um, so getting him on board with us, you know, the first conversation, is this going to work or not? You know, you have to get that feel as a, as a coach. It's not really, you know, I don't have a, a template that says, yeah, this guy's going to work or not. You kind of get the feeling. Yeah. I, I think that he'll jive with our kids and it'll, it'll go the right way, or nah, this might not be a good fit. So as I found that now it's all right, we're going to sit down probably via zoom talk about our scheme and get everything squared with him. And and usually new guys come on, um, your position guys to start. And if you're quick learner or, you know, a ton and your experience dictates that, you know, you're going to have even more influence offensively, defensively, depending on where you fit with us. Um, we keep it pretty simple football wise. I feel like, um, the most important thing for our program is our kids are going to play fast always, whether it's offense or defense, we keep things pretty simple. So once I sit down with somebody and talk about what we do offensively or what we do defensively, if you've coached football, you, you know, even at a lower level or not a ton of years, you'll pick up what we're doing pretty quick and we're open, you know, like I call the offense, our defensive court, you know, our defensive coordinator has been our D coordinator since 2015. We, you know we're open to ideas and and i think that that's another positive for our staff like when we when we talk at the end of practice when we meet um on sunday nights you know we're all open to the ideas of, of of each other and as we kick those things back and forth um i think that that tends to get a younger coach or a newer coach on staff to really buy into what we're doing you know he drops that nugget oh yeah you know i I think we should throw a screen on first down. And then I make sure that we throw a screen on first down in the first <laughs> quarter of the next game. And then he's like, man, he listened, you know, that kind of thing is important for your staff. And, and then that guy wants to work a little bit harder, um, you know, because in the end it's all about like what we talked about, all about that vision of, you know, what do you want your program to do and be, and we all want to win football games. I mean, that's, I know it sounds cliche, but you want your kids to be good and that's why it's so multi-layered. You want your kids to be good and do well. Well, in order to instill some of that stuff, they have to buy into what you're doing, which in turn means, you know, you've got to be working to try to win games. So it's it's just so multi-layered when I try to explain it to people who are like, oh, you, you coach football, that's cool. But they just don't understand all <laughs> of the things that go into that go into it. And yeah, I watch Huddle a lot to try to game plan and win games. But on the back end of that, it's all really so that kids understand oh yeah we have to game plan we have to work hard we have to be dedicated in order to get the result that we want and you know so that's those things come off kind of cliche when you're talking to people about it but i mean it's just the truth in order for a kid to buy in to doing all the things they have to see they want to see that 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 this stuff is going to pay off if that makes if that makes sense No,
1: that makes a 100 percent sense And, and kind of next way i want area I want to go to this, because uh, I'm always curious for successful programs what a typical week looks like. Now obviously I'm asking like pre-COVID, um, what, what, sure. what, yeah, what, yeah. what? your typical Monday through Sunday look like for your game program? Week.
0: Yeah. So game week for us, um, I'll go from, so our game finishes. So we play, the majority of our games are on Friday night. So we'll play Friday night. When the game ends, you know, we release the kids. We go eat as a staff our defensive coordinator handles all the film. So he is actually uploading the film as we're eating or right before, which uh, however, it, however it all works out. So the film's uploaded. The kids know that they can watch the film at 3 a.m. So we usually get like a notification that somebody has added clips to their highlight at 3 30 a.m. Or something <laughs> like that. That's what they think film is at that point. Um, so then we as a staff on Saturday is, um, if JV plays Saturday morning, we all attend a JV game. Um, if there is a if there is a Saturday afternoon scout, we scout. Um, some of that all just depends on scheduling. The rest of the Saturday for me and for this for the staff, you have to come to Sunday night's meeting with all of your film handled. Um, and by that, so for me personally, I stop watching the week that we're playing's opponent on Wednesday. I don't watch again. So I start watching the next week's opponent. So I have some stuff formulated in my head, a couple of notes before the weekend. So then I'm going to update myself with the newest game of that team. So on and so forth. So I spend Saturday night, Sunday, getting ready for my Sunday night meeting. Then we meet Sunday night as a staff. We talk game plan. We talk anything new or which way we might be doing something a little bit different. And then on Monday, we come in Monday, the kids lift pre-practice quick. We do like, we do like quick 20 minute lifts two days a week with our kids. So that's Monday, Wednesday. Um, And then we do film. We may film pre-practice or we may film after practice. And then we do our, we're in helmets and shoulder pads all four days, but we do a lighter Monday. And then the way if you, you want me to talk about just like how what the that week actually looks like for yeah. practice. So Monday is we do specials every day, every single day. The start of practice is stretching and then specials. And we practice with our we stretch with our JV together. We do our specials together. So when we punt varsity punt, the JV punt return is on. So that way everybody's getting the the use, the, the use of swapping we're not hitting each other. So everybody knows what the what the change is. Um, so that's usually, we do that every single day. Then we go into, um, we do our two point period cause we don't pick extra points. So I do our two point period, which is like technically installed, but it's all of our same stuff, but we might be changing. We might be running it out of a different formation. We might have a motion. We might be trying to do something this little bit different. Then we'll do anything like that offensively as well. And then we finish with a D walkthrough Tuesday is a heavy offensive day. We do O and D both days. We are not a two platoon team. So Tuesday we go um, specials again, individual group, which will be seven on and inside run. And then we go team O and we finish with team D. So we only do a team D period where we do like the dirty dozen, we do their best 12 plays. We might run it twice. So we'll run like 24 reps of their, of their stuff. And then Wednesday is basically a flip. We do the heavy defensive day. When we do Team O, I go like we go full go, not not full go like hitting, but full we 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 run drives because we're all off the band. I'm calling it all in from the sideline. So Tuesday is more of a work day offensively. Wednesday I want to see our pace and can we understand everything from the sideline to the to the game field. Thursday I call it a run through. We don't do walkthroughs and we handle everything and then Friday's game day. So we don't technically, like as a staff, we won't really meet unless we really feel like we have to during the week because, you know, everybody's got, you know, we're in a group text, obviously we can fire text back and forth. Hey, watch clip 59 from this game, you know, whatever, stuff like that. So we won't meet. We obviously talk after every practice in the office before, you know, as the kids get out of the locker room. But if we feel like we had to meet, we could pop up to the classroom that we watch film in and watch something.
1: Okay, I mean, how, how? I mean, obviously, technology's been a great resource for us as coaches. It's it's gone from having to be there until ten o'clock every night and all day Absolutely. Saturday and all day Sunday. How much do you use other technology? I mean, obviously, you said group texting, and obviously, there's huddle. But what
0: is there anything else technology-wise you guys use to help? No, we we're pretty. Uh, I guess we're pretty not. You know, not super tech. I don't want to say tech savvy, like we're okay, but we can handle yeah. all of those things. We'll film some practice. We don't film all practice. We, we, we practice behind our school on a 50 yard of grass. Like we don't have some fantastic setup. If I had, if we were, if we were in our own stadium, if we had our own stadium there, I'd film every practice. I don't know exactly how much of it we would go through. If I would go through every single snap, but I'd film every practice and then you would have it. We will film like our inside run period, because we're working on counter that, you know, we really, you know, we feel like counter was a little sloppy. We want to tighten that up kind of thing. So we'll film practice a little bit. Uh, we don't use huddle sideline. We don't have enough. We just don't have enough staff for stuff like that. Um, we do, we, we've used Google sheets for some of our depth chart stuff. And then we'll, all of our coaches are on that. So we can see our changes. Um, and then our band is on, um, our band is on Excel. I don't know if, you know, so like our, our, every kid wears a wristband, every offensive kid wears a wristband. There's two different bands. You're either a lineman or you're a skill kid. And so the band for me, I mean, it's really all on me because I have to have the band ready. Like when, when I, when I walk out of the meeting on Sunday night, any changes that I need to make, I need to do that immediately. I need to email that band to my assistant coach. He's going to print them all. So that on Monday, every kid has their band and that band doesn't change. So I guess, you know, if that counts as a technology piece, but like, that's all on me. And then the kids have their bands and then they, and then we go. Okay. I can touch I, on that too. If, if Well, yeah, talk know, about more about the back.
1: band. Cause I'm kind of interested on that and on, on, how how that process of putting that together and what that looks like.
0: Okay. So, um, division three school in New York state, Brockport, uh, they're one of the top Division three schools in the country every year. They've been top 15. We had a kid go there. Um, so had a good conversation with one of the coaches. They actually do the same thing. I got it from him. They do it where every kid, every position has its own band. So instead of it saying, you know, the play name, it actually tells the kid exactly what they have to do. So it kind of takes it out of there. We attempted that. I didn't like it. Our kids know all of our stuff. Our stuff might, maybe is a little simpler. Our kids know all of our stuff. So there were certain things that they needed to know. They didn't need to know block most dangerous. They needed to know that it was bubble because it changes who, who he, you know, where the ball is coming from kind of thing. That's more technical than it needs to be. So we went to simple, you're either a skill kid or you're a line kid. And so I type it in and it's, it's a ton of work on the front end, but once the stuff is in, the only thing I'm doing is maybe adding something new. So if we're running, all of our stuff is numbered. If we're running uh, you know, 84 this week and we hadn't, we hadn't put that on the band before, then I need to put that in the slot and then add it to the band. And so the way our band works is there's a hundred plays, you know, on, on a, that fits in the wrist coach. So when you flip it open, there's actually three panels. Yeah. So we have a base band. I just call it the base band that never changes. That's in there from day one. So we finish playing. And then I have the weekly band that changes. So actually the kid has 200 plays on their wrist. We don't actually have 200 plays, but if I keep yelling <laughs> red one, somebody's going to figure out that red one means, you know, ISO whatever it is so we might have you know ISO we run ISO a lot we might have ISO on the band 25 times in, in a different in a different way so um it has worked really well we started doing it in 2017 um so we've done it for three seasons you know some trial and error in the beginning um but it's gone really well so we don't huddle um I'm not you know we're not going super fast by any means but we can um and I'm just used to it now. I mean, you know, calling it, uh, I mean, when we won the state championship, we were huddling the quarterback would run over every play and, you know, and then I started thinking <laughs> about it. I'm like, man, if, if, if Ty wasn't running over me, every play who is a running quarterback, you know, he would have had a little bit more energy because <laughs> I'm running the kid. And then he's coming over to get the play, or we would have a receiver come over and get the play. But same thing. Like now everybody's got the band. Occasionally a kid will read the wrong column, but other than that, it's been really, really good and it speeds up practice, which is a which is a really nice thing. You can get you can get a handful more reps in every time because we're not huddling up and talking.
1: Yeah. So it's just
0: it's constant, fast pace, movement. Yeah. You can go as fast as you want. What my plan basically was coming out of last season, you know, coming out of the nineteen season, going into the twenty season, we were gonna because we had a lot of kids coming back, I wanted to continue to build on it where we could where we would always be using the band, but I wanted to be able to go faster if we wanted to, where we were going to add in code words that we had used a long time ago, um, to be able to go real quick. Not that we would go that fast all the time, but it's nice to be able to, you hit a chunk play, get up and snap the ball, you know, and, uh, that's something that we were exploring. And then obviously we didn't play. So, but, uh, but that's where we're, you know, that's that's where we're at offensively this past, you know, we're in the gun 99% of the time, um, unless we're on a quarterback sneak, we're wearing a gun. So we have been, you know, we started out as a 4 y wide team, 10 personnel, just haven't really had tight end type kids. And uh, we have, in the, you know, recently, so sometimes it'll be in an 11 and we did, a, we were in a ton of 20 last year, we got a ton of two back. So it kind of dictates, I mean, the system doesn't change, but what we'll get in or how we'll run it will dictate, will be dictated by what kind of kids we have.
1: Now, um, do you have your JV kids use the band as well?
0: So they have not. I want to get there. Like that would kind of be the next movement is to get the JV kids on the same, in the same boat there. But it's a lot of work on my end so I got to have the offensive play caller on JV understanding, like, hey, man, you got to have the band ready to go. And what I found, especially early on, before we we went to the, having that second set of plays, like, you were pigeonholed. So if I didn't have – like, on our base band, there's plenty of stuff that's not on there. So, like, if, if I go into the week and I want to have – you know, I want to run – I have my plan, like, I'm going to run – x y and z and you get out there and it's the middle of the second quarter and I'm like man i'd love to run a bass play that we normally run and i didn't put it on the band i can't call it like I, you get real stuck like and i'm like i want to call it so because we're numbered i can always tell the kids we're going live number and i can just yell out 94 and they know what 94 is and we can go but that's why i added the second band so our bass band is like everything we could run everything we can run every play is on there and then the weekly band is obviously a mix of our, our game plan stuff and stuff that we run okay. more than once. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's a great tool. I, I mean, I looked into um, the hand signal stuff Yeah. and I just, I couldn't, I honestly just, you know, obviously I'm sure I could learn it. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Okay. And I felt like I'd rather have it uh, more on me because the kid can look down at the band and read it. If the kid doesn't learn the hand signals, which I'm sure they would, but if you know if, if something's missing on that end, we're yeah. just screwed. Whereas on the band, you can read it, you know. So, so it's it's gone really well. I'm 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 pleased with that with that move that we made. Uh, you
1: mentioned you guys weren't even front. Is is there is that just uh, preference? Is that personnel oriented?
0: What what kind of made that decision? So- so um i'm gonna go back so one of my good friends was our defensive coordinator from in 12 13 and 14. and we diced around with with playing on 40 and a 30 depending on the kids we had and you know if i go all the way back uh, the year before we got pretty good we had tiny kids so we played a 30 front you know we just we tried to we tried to knife around and, and do stuff the next year we had some really good linebackers and we wanted to cover them up. So we would get to 40 and then we would go nickel and our nickel would basically was like a three, five. We would, we would swap out a D line and, and we would just kind of change alignment a little bit and, uh, it worked. So that's kind of what we do now. So we're, we're a base 40 front team. We almost always have a really good defensive end. And, you know, last year we had two great ones. Um, and we usually have a big body so that we can get somebody up, up front. Um, and last year like if we if our you know our our toughest spot was we didn't have two like monsters in the middle so we really needed to cover those guys up if we would have played a 30 we would have got cashed all the time so um i think we all feel a little bit more comfortable with the 40 but we have it in place to be able to flip to our nickel package which is a 3-5 look and it just depends on the kids. If we felt like, man, we really don't have two kids that can play D-tackle, which really means for us, we really need to have four kids that we feel can take legitimate snaps. Um, if we felt that that wasn't gonna really work, we would just probably start our year in a base 3-5. So we've, we do enough of both that the kids feel comfortable. It's not like, man, and and we don't do a ton. We we send some guys. We we blitz a little bit. We we play base. Would we cover three behind us? And then we obviously we could play man. And then we can we roll and play some two safety stuff. We play some cloud coverage to, to trips. Is kind of a base thing that we do. Um, but we just want them to play as fast as possible. So we try to take the thinking out of it. I think the forty front makes that a little bit easier to do. Um, and that's just kind of where we're at defensively. We we try to we want them to play as fast as possible. We learned that. So when our my buddy who was a defensive coordinator in 12, 13, and fourteen, uh, left to get a head job. So our offensive line coach, you know, I I said to my my other two assistants, do one of you want to call defense or am I calling both? So this is the year we're going into. Now we had in fourteen, we had uh, lost in the sectional finals to the perennial power in a close game we were bringing everybody back a lot of guys back so we knew we were gonna be good and i said and, and nick didn't get the job until late he didn't get the job until end of may so i said to my got my two assistants what do you guys want to do and my offensive line coach who'd been with us a couple of years said i'll call I'll, i want to call the defense i said okay because i really didn't want to call offense defense because it's impossible <laughs> um, you know i had to do that early on in my career and it's impossible you just can't you can't really do it um so I helped Kevin a lot the first year and, and we all help each other game plan wise. So I helped him a lot and, and dropped a lot more in his ear about what I would like to see on certain downs based on what I thought was coming. Uh, but he is, you know, and he is just, that was his first time calling defense and we won to state championship. Um, so, you know, well, what can I say? <laughs> and then we went, you know, uh, as we've gone, I say less to him during the game. Now there are times, when, you know, I'm going to override some stuff, but, but overall, you know, he's done a great job and, and he's, he's aggressive. He, you know, he gets after the kids. He wants the kids to be aggressive and play fast and all that stuff. So um, like I said, we, we do, I think, I feel like we do enough of both that we're able to kind of go in and out if we need to. And it, that's important for us because, you know, I don't necessarily know a hundred percent what kind of kids we're going to get. You know, we, we might go into a year where, you know, we, one year we have some bigger kids and one year we just don't. And we need to we need to be in that kind of look. So, I don't know if that really answers what no, you want
1: to It does. And, and, Coach, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, I'm going to start wrapping this up. So, um, like I said, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. Um, coaches. His contact information in mean, the bio, give him a, a follow on Twitter um, and all that lovely stuff. And uh, reach out to Coach if you want to. Remember to like and subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, helps people find this stuff on the channel and keeps this stuff growing, so pe- so we can keep doing this.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate coming on. I will say, and uh, you know, completely, I don't I don't free of charges. I have a really really good like a, a lot of people have reached out because I've spoken on two point conversion stuff multiple times, um, a couple different clinics, and and, and I, I did one of the virtual clinics early on. I currently don't have Huddle because they have not paid for Huddle, but when I do have Huddle up and running. Um, if anybody's looking for two point conversion stuff, because we only go for two, we don't kick. We we just we never have a kicker. So um, we have. I don't want you know. We've been really good at two point, especially as we've you know gone over the years. So if anybody's looking for just two point stuff, I'm happy to talk about it. It's it's one of my one of my babies.
1: So again, there there you go, coaches. So give it a give it, give it some time, and hopefully they'll be playing some sort of football or trying something this spring.
0: And if yeah, not... I'll be able to kick it in some film.
1: Yeah, and then Coach can do some film, but like I said, give him a follow, reach out to him. uh, If you have any questions for him, and then like I said, like and subscribe so people can find this video and find the other content on here. Uh, It'd be appreciated. Thanks again, Coach.
0: Thank you.